And Chris and Aaron here from the Fanboy Garage. We're recording this special intro because, once again, after we recorded our episode, some major news broke. So much like the Henry Cavill uh, news that caused us to record one of these intros a few weeks ago, uh, news broke uh, the other day that James Gunn is in talks to write and possibly direct the next Suicide Squad movie. And we're going to get into details as to, you know, what exactly the next Suicide Squad movie is going to be. But I know, Aaron, you have some uh, you have some thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah, I um, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's too close to what he's done for Guardians of the Galaxy Um, We've talked at length um, about how James Gunn, you know, really gave himself to the uh, MCU to create, you know, a ragtag group of misfits known as the Guardians of the Galaxy. And this feels same, like like exactly the same. It's a ragtag group instead of misfits, they're villains. You know what I mean? And um, it's not that he can't come up with something that is unique for those characters. Um, it's just that it, 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 it's familiar territory to me. And I, um, it reminds me of what they tried to do with Joss Whedon in Justice League and, and look at how that turned out. Now, now, granted, the circumstances, you know, short, short timeline, studio interference, all of that stuff. Um, but – you know, it wasn't lost on anybody why they picked Joss Whedon in particular. You know, he had he had come off right. of you know two successful uh, films for Marvel. Um, you know, launching the Avengers and 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 a fo- following that up with its sequel, Age of Ultron. And obviously, if there's anyone that can infuse humor and or uh, understand a team dynamic, um, it would be Joss Whedon. Um, and and I think it's the same thing with um, with James Gunn. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not about this. I, um, you know, as much as people are like, Oh, you know, people are kind of getting caught up in the, well, how is this? You know, it's, it's a sequel, but it's going to be a reboot because there are some, some characters that are involved and there's other characters that aren't involved, all this other stuff. I mean, I don't even care about the semantics of how the story comes together. I really don't even care about that at all. It's more of, you know, it's the it's I don't know I'm, I guess I'm like a, a a Yankees Boston dude where like if a I don't want a Yankees player playing for the Boston uh, Red Sox I guess <laughs> I guess I guess I, I don't know if that's where it's coming from but I just I I I, I just feel like I would have already seen that movie if, right. if I go to see Suicide Squad two plus the first one is just well let, let, me, let me get there okay so got got it Chris yeah so I mean <laughs> for me I don't look at this as a um... You know, oh, it's a Marvel guy coming over to DC thing because, you know, James Gunn, like Joss Whedon, they were directors and writers before there was an MCU, right? Right. And, I mean, James Gunn, you know, has a history. He wrote Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, ironically enough, uh, which I've already talked about on the show. Is I think that's one of the, the best unnecessary remakes uh, ever. So, you know, there's history there. You know, he's done some good work. So I don't look at it as like a Marvel DC thing. I think that angle, which a lot of people are talking about, um, doesn't really have any effect on me. Now, 
and take the morality of this also out of play for a second, because we've already spoken at length about the reasons why he got fired from Marvel. Uh, and, you know, whether you think that this is right for DC to do or Warner Brothers to do or not, we're not going to really get into that, I don't think, here. We're going to talk more from a creative aspect. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I'm I'm excited about it, and I don't know that it's something that I absolutely don't want. I mean, Suicide Squad was a movie I did not like at all, right? Dude, it's unwatchable to So, me. you know, there clearly is a lot of room for improvement, and... You know, could James Gunn do some fun things with it? Of course he could. Uh, Did it have to be James Gunn? No. Is it going to be a reboot? Is it going to be a sequel? Is it going to be a little bit of both? Probably. You know, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of both, right? I think at this point. Um, Because I think there are some things that they're going to want to keep. I don't. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Even though she's already got some other projects lined up, I can't imagine they're going to want. They're going to want to scrap Harley Quinn. You know, right. and things like that. And and I don't know that you want to start... It would be weird to start completely from scratch with this. Because Suicide Squad is not that important a property that you would, I think, go to great lengths just completely reboot. Because, like, you don't really need no, to do that. there has to be some sort of connective tissue to it. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not necessary for you to have to... Like, it's not Batman, right? Where you have to... You're just going to either decide to completely reboot it or figure out a way to tie it in. Like, Suicide Squad's not one that they had to make again. Even though it did pretty well at the box office relative to the star power involved. Um, or the at least the, the property itself. So, you know, I, I just don't know, though. I, I think a lot of this could be talk i mean we're talking about this we're talking about suicide squad right now and and as much as i think it's a negative because once again you know here we are talking about dc but we're talking about suicide squad and we're talking about birds of prey and we're talking about joker and we're not talking about aquaman again we just started talking about aquaman and now we're all of a sudden not talking about aquaman again we're talking about suicide squad right or whatever it's going to be so it's like the stuff that's on the horizon is not really a priority right at the moment right yeah and it's not i mean the we're guilty of that right i mean that's you know we're the real fans and and you know, we're all guilty of that because that's what we want to talk about because that's the juicy stuff. But, um, you know, maybe they wanted to get some hype going. Maybe they want people talking about them. I don't, you know, I don't know about that, man. I mean, I think part of this for me is, is again, I mean, okay, so, so the whole James Gunn thing aside, it's more of, and this is the PR person in me, right? It's like the, the lack of control in terms of the narrative. Like, I get it was an exclusive, by the way, like three separate outlets were like exclusive, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, but there's there's no there's no control over anything that's happening there. There isn't, you know, there isn't a spokes a WB spokesperson coming out and saying, hold your horses. And I, I guess, you know, a lot of it is you wouldn't do that for a in talks. Right. But um you know, other studios seem to have that aspect of their business pretty buttoned up. Now, every once in a while, you'll get a little, like, wave of a rumor or two. Right. But, like, th- I mean, this kind of stuff is rampant with, um, with the, you know, with Warner Brothers. I mean, there's there's loads of stuff. Meanwhile, I don't know who's been cast as the rest of the adults in, in the It movie. So, I guess maybe it's just the DC Entertainment faction, you know what I'm saying? So, um, they got to do a better job at that. Because unfortunately, um, you know, 
very similar to the way it happened with uh, with this Joker movie and Alec Baldwin. I mean, there's a flare of this, you know, fan backlash and or support, and that might detract someone from wanting to take take the job too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. but they're so vocal about it. So I, I you know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the, it's funny. The news was kind of all over the place, so it broke. I first saw it when the rap reported it, and the rap reported that he was in talks. And then right away, there were some other uh, outlets that escalated it to saying it was a done deal. Right. Uh, ironically, David Ayer, right, who did the first right, Suicide Squad, right, he right. actually sent out a tweet saying, "I think this is a brave and great decision." So it's like, oh well. He's kind of talking as if it's like a thing. It's sort of sealed, yeah. yeah. And so that, I think, ties into what you were just saying, where it's like there is no control. Like it, you have the former director of the, you know, the director of the originals tweeting out like it's a done deal. Right. You got different outlets right. tweeting that it's done. Some saying, no, they're still in talks. You know, some saying that he's just writing. Some saying that he's going to definitely write and direct it. Um, mean, meanwhile, his like closest confidants, like Dave Batista. <laughs> it seems to know absolutely nothing. He just goes, oh, yeah, if he's doing it, I'd like to be in it. Right. And we so, know, obviously, Dave Batista has been very outspoken about, right, you know, right. not wanting to be in Guardians of the Galaxy anymore if, if they didn't use James Gunn's original script. And and mm-hmm. so he's jumping now. He's taking this as another opportunity to sort of right. take a shot at, at Disney and, and Marvel. Right, which was, I mean, on the whole scripting, I, I did see a story a couple of weeks ago that uh, that his brother, Sean Gunn, is that... His brother's name, I think so. Yeah. Uh, reported that they would be using his script, James Gunn's script. For, this is gonna be interesting. For Guardians of, for, Galaxy, for Guardians for, of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, that was, and you know, that was. But now they've kind of scr- not scrapped it, but they've put that they've movie on the well, back burner, yeah. and who knows now what's going to well, happen? Yeah, what's going to happen there? You know, I mean, who who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, and this is all speculative. You know, maybe Marvel sees this and. They're like, nah, we can't have them go over there. And then they welcome them back with open arms. Oh, I don't know. That would be a best case scenario for me, although I don't think it would happen. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be a bad look for Marvel, I think. Because yeah. it's like if you if you didn't want him around after, you know, the tweets came out, you know, what changed other than him potentially going to the competition, what you know, what changes for you to yeah. change your mind? Like that looks that's a very bad look. I don't know that they want to. And he and, and for the record, um, I was poking around his uh, his Twitter handle. He has been quiet since June, since that whole thing broke. Well, yeah, there's been nothing, nothing from James Gunn whatsoever. The dude completely fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard until now, right? We haven't heard. Yeah, anything I mean, from but he him. hasn't. He still hasn't even resurfaced yet either. No, so. he hasn't. But he's obviously busy being in talks yeah yeah i i don't know man I'm... but now is it that so i know you'd mentioned that you you didn't want you don't want to see suicide squad necessarily be like a a guardians of the galaxy rehash and we know like we've mentioned before on the show how like the original suicide squad was kind of patterned after guardians of the galaxy in the sense that they made a movie about a ragtag group of misfits that were not right. like all A-list properties, and they were releasing it even in August, you know, similar release time yeah, as the right, original right. Guardians, and and they followed that. So now it, it is kind of ironic that 
potentially, we'll still say potentially, James Gunn, who was the architect of that Guardians of the Galaxy universe, uh, would be taking over Suicide Squad. But is it that you're afraid it's going to become Guardians of the Galaxy, or are you just not a fan of James Gunn? his style, what he brings to the thing. Because, I mean, I obviously, I loved both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, the first more so than the second, but... so And I, I've enjoyed a lot of James Gunn's work. I like Slither. I like, you know, even though he just wrote it, I like Dawn of the Dead. So, mm-hmm. but, so what is it specifically, though, about James Gunn doing this that you're not crazy about? Um, well, it's not, it's not about his, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I just don't want it to feel like those films either. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of similarities, so I can see, you know, someone being, having already done it before, kind of like going, oh yeah, this is familiar territory to me. I can, I know how this is going to work. We'll just create a little tension here and it just feels familiar. Um, because the thing is, while you look, while Suicide Squad, the first one, uh, was was sort of riffing off of that premise of you know a group of ragtag misfits, it just didn't it didn't succeed. You know, it it to me it was just you know it was Margot Robbie and a bunch of like okay people and some unknown people, and I mean the best the best uh, chemistry there obviously was between her and Will Smith because they had previously done a movie right they had done the movie before that uh i forgot what it was called so like whatever anyways um and they were you know they they are i think in my opinion higher caliber actors so i i don't i don't i don't really know what it is man it's just that i'm just not interested in james gunn touching that franchise is it- i'd rather see him do something different than what i would expect what I would have expected him to do, which obviously is Suicide Squad. Well, now when you say something different than what you, you are you meaning? Do you mean like just like have if he him was do something do DC, outside gonna, of the superhero no, genre in no, general? Because no, if I they mean, said James Gunn's going to do Green Lantern, cool, that could be very Guardians of the Galaxy too, though. Yeah, yeah, but I know. I mean, well, first of all, maybe it is. Maybe it's a, a combination of things. Like, so one, I'm not I, obviously I'm not a big fan of Suicide Squad. Period. Like at all, least favorite comic book movie that I've seen ever. Right. Well, that's why I would expect you would be at least a little interested in the idea that, nah, you know, a guy like just, this with I a just, track record could take it over. Nah, just could because it feels again, it just just doesn't. I'm, I I just think it should die. Honestly, I just I think so. You just don't want to see Suicide. I don't want to see Suicide Squad too. Got period. it. And or, I think, or a I think having James Gunn do it is wasted talent. Okay. He he should be doing something else. No, yeah, okay. The Green Lantern, like I think he would treat a character. I mean, yeah, I I, I agree. I think doing Green Lantern. So I'm being kind of hypocritical here, but I do think you know uh, Green Lantern Corps would be very familiar to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just that I I think. Um, treating how how uh, Jordan like that is what that kind of you know what I mean like I just feel like there's a lot more to work with there but I could be well wrong. there's definitely more to work I mean it's a to me Green Lantern is a much juicier story than Suicide Squad I, I right. agree with that without question but yeah but so, again it would it would be familiar territory as well yeah very much I think even more so 
Yeah. Because the whole cosmic element and absolutely and the different and again, you know you different got... characters with the, you know, yeah. the different types of lanterns and stuff. And, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, if I were to you know if I were to say oh you know where I would love for him to play like okay give him like a what is it a a, a dead man. So you want to you want him to take over something that's sort of what Guardians of the Galaxy was to Marvel before James Gunn yes. directed it. So find like a real like a a small property that's really quirky and really cool and then let him bring it to life on the screen right, so that right. it's now all of a sudden becomes this thing. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy became a big franchise within a franchise. So that's what you're looking at. You would rather yeah, see him I mean, do what that. If, right, but but also, I mean, what if it's not... It doesn't necessarily have to be small. I mean, could we see James Gunn directing a Superman, writing and directing a Superman film? I, don't I could. want that. I mean, I could. you could always see it, of course, but I don't know that I would... I don't know. Why? I mean, well, why? I guess why? Yeah, I mean, why not, right? But he wouldn't yeah. be my first choice, I don't think, but Why? I don't know. Um because he has a style. He does have right? a style, there's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. And it, would that style necessarily? I mean, again, I mean, if he touched Hal Jordan, I mean, that style, the the character of Hal Jordan sort of matches with what we've seen in James Gunn recently. Right. right, but but who's to say that? And I mean, this that's that's part of my my reason for why I I don't want him to do Suicide Squad is because it feels like it's a James Gunn film, like that. It's like that is what he would obviously he would be good at that because he's already done it before. Um, Superman is a little different, um, so he could he could do something, and and then that's the other reason why I'm like, yeah, give him something you know, an unknown character or something that we you know. We uh we wouldn't expect him to take. He could probably do a Flash movie too. See, that's that that would be perfect to me, actually. I hey, you know what? Yeah, I think I think James Gunn for Flash would be phenomenal. So you you think we should get on the phone and call one of them? Stall think... the talks on Suicide Squad. Yeah, let him do a Flash. Because I'm I'm and, thinking and with his style. With the way he uses like popular music, and oh God, the way he blends awesome. in comedy and and you know effects and whatnot, I, I kind of think that 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 could work. I'm gonna tweet that out. And it's not like there's basically. people lining up right now to direct. I mean, they've had a long history of directors dropping off that project, uh, probably studio related. But um, it's not like anyone's lining up right now to to do that. And yeah, I I think it makes sense. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to tell the masses. Slide over Suicide Squad 2. And here's the thing. Suicide Squad 2. What characters are we going to use? Everyone's talking about, oh, let's bring back Amanda Waller. And that, well, You'd have uh, to bring Viola, back Amanda Waller just yeah, in because of the concept. And that though. Viola Davis was great. Yeah, she was fine. I mean, was she great? Well, no, I don't think she was great uh, because the other characters sucked. Yeah, I mean, Viola Davis is a great actress who was doing her best. <laughs> I mean, you know she was I mean? a totally underutilized, in yeah, my opinion. Exactly. She was, so you have they had a whole bunch. They had high caliber actors. You got Jared Leto playing the Joker. Yep. D- most people didn't like him, and what they saw was not what they were signing up for. And Viola I mean, we didn't really Oscar. get a chance to right experience much of Jared Leto's Joker, unfortunately. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, 
you know, do, does Harley Quinn need to be a part of the squad? I don't think so. We're, we're going to see her in like four different movies. Well, that was my thought too. Was you know as, and she became obviously the star, but now she's going to do the Birds of Prey movie, and you know maybe you're going to get that Harley and Joker movie. I don't know, but if you're not, then it would make sense that to keep her alive, you're going to. Unless you're going to spin yeah. her off into her own solo thing, you're going to want her in the next Suicide Squad. I I would think. I mean, is 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 she that important? Well, I mean, I mean, she is a character that she is, she's but, a character uh, that hit right in a in a bad movie. She stood out, right? Uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and it's a character that's really cool, and I think it has a broad appeal. And I think that, you know, she was this, you know, basically the, the one of the few bright spots in a movie that did make seven hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I mean, she's not as important as, say, Batman. But, yeah, I, I kind of think now she's she's a character that a lot of people are looking forward to seeing again. So I don't know that you just want to drop her. Is she as important to like Suicide Squad? Well, maybe, maybe not. But depending on what they do with her and these other properties, but I would, I would want to start my conversation with that character if I was doing Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean, just because of her popularity. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that people, for the most part, agreed that they liked that performance. You know, when when mm. you get something that's really bad, a movie that's that's not well received. Um, but something stands out as being really good. Like, I don't know why, I don't think you necessarily want to get rid of that. You want to build off of it, if anything, and improve on it. It's kind of like, um, you know, we're going to talk about in the episode that you're, you guys are going to hear. And once we're finished with this intro, we're going to talk about Venom. And, uh, it's kind of a similar thing, like in a movie that, that is not necessarily great, but there's something that really stands out in it. That's really good. Like, I would rather than throw it away, I would rather try to build off of it and see if we could get it right and get it to work, especially if it's making money. So, yeah, I, I would uh, I would definitely want to build off of that character and get everything else around the character right. The villain, the, the rest of the cast, the, the tone, the feel, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there will be something coming. I just can't believe we're already talking Suicide Squad 2. It's like... I didn't. I really, honestly believed that uh, with this Birds of Prey stuff and everything else, like they were kind of putting uh, Suicide Squad to bed. But I yeah, guess I mean, you know, I if you it get a way like Ash, I wonder who snap. I wonder if it was James Gunn that went to them with an idea, or if it was them that went to James Gunn and said. Hey, what would you like to direct? Or hey, would you like to do Suicide Squad? I'm just kind of—I'd be really curious, fly on the wall type stuff to see how that whole thing even went down. Yeah, I—I I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? You think he I came don't know. to them? I—I—I I, I have a hunch they probably went to him. Yeah, I think they poached him. Yeah, uh, based on history well, and yeah. the types of moves that they have made already. Uh, wouldn't surprise me uh, if they right. went to him. Um, but yeah, and what and the general direction that they're looking to go, like right. you know, while uh, Guardians of the Galaxy gets a lot of flack for its uh, comedy, um, just look at the one-liners that we and we'll talk about it in like 
two minutes, three minutes as you guys work through your work your way through the episode. But the one liners in Aquaman, the one liners in Shazam, all of that. I mean, the comedy element seems to be a budding factor in the newest uh, version of the DCU. So why not um, uh, get a guy who kind of redefined that category for the MCU? You know? Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Oh. Do you think it's the right move? Hell no. But whatever. And for all (laughs) we know, by the time this releases, it could be done anyway, the way things are going lately. Um, But I'm sure we'll maybe have more to talk about next episode as some of this stuff progresses. And now that it's out there, I would imagine that something's going to have to happen, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's got to come out of the woodworks and confirm or deny or just let us all spin the narrative out of control, Warner Brothers. So we will see. And uh, so we're going to we're going to cut this off for now because we want to get you guys to the actual episode. Uh, So enjoy episode 22, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll uh, well, we'll talk to you. (laughs) You'll hear more of us in three seconds. Yeah. And the Fanboy Garage, we're here at New York Comic Con. Chris, Aaron's here. Yo, what's going on, folks? And uh, we just did our first lap around, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, this has been, this is a crazy day today, man. Well, first of all, you know, we're bringing the Fanboy Garage to the floor of Comic Con, which is amazing. And um, we've been touring the booths, getting some exclusives. And the energy is wild here. It's been a lot of fun so far. It is. We waited online for like, what, like an hour, and two hours For Christmas ornaments. Yeah, for Christmas ornaments. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Well, waited online for Christmas for Christmas ornaments, but then waited online for two hours. Yeah, just to get in. Just to get thing. in here. And I waited on a line <laughs> to wait on another line. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the There's A lot of waiting on lines. Comic-Con. But now it seems like that was like forever ago. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty smooth sailing in here so, so far. So far, so good. Yeah, so we've got a lot of uh, cosplayers walking around. Um, lots of other folks just sort of getting their getting their goods or the fanboy and fangirl goods. We have a uh, retired Wonder Woman is here. Yep, yep, and, and she's uh, looking like uh, out of shape. So this is what Wonder Woman was doing for those hundred years. Yes, exactly. When she was gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she looks she looks amazing. Um, very worn down, with a cigarette in her hand. Uh, yeah. So the creativity. Of all all these characters and all, the, uh, she she looks fantastic. I need and she has a catheter. Okay, hold on. We, we I gotta get a picture. <laughs> the that. golden catheter. Oh my god, this is this is brilliant. I'm this loving it. This is amazing. It. She yeah. looks great. We are. Yeah, we are podcasting. Yes. I don't understand all that tech crap. My VCR is still blinking twelve o'clock. Awesome. Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you on the facelift? Oh, the, 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 no, the Facebook. Facebook. No, I, I'm not. Yeah. Are you on Facebook? No, I, uh, I'm off of that now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. On the, on the we do that. Uh, yeah. I'm on the Twatter. You can send me a twat. We twat all the time, so we're big fans of twatting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the name of the, oh. There you go. Oh, wait, hold up. Not that one. Yeah. Where's the other one? It's in, in the other, other pocket. It's the Fanboy Garage. Yes. Thank All you. Right. No problem. Perfect. Awesome. Loving this. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you. <laughs> well, we will. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. That's amazing. This is good the best thing I ever. love it. I love it. Oh, man. Oh, only man. here. Only you in gotta, New York. You can't only miss out York. on this. 
this, this is, is uh, yeah, this is amazing stuff that we've got going yeah. on here. Um, I'm pretty sure she was hitting on me. <laughs> I think she has. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host, Aaron Varola. Oh, we're recording? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm still in that mode from New York Comic Con. My feet hurt. My back hurts. Oh, man. You sound like (laughs) me like 10 minutes ago. Literally. (laughs) Oh, man. What a show. What a show uh yeah no so hey we're doing this we're a, a day early hopefully nothing important happens <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure Going something tomorrow something will shattering will happen uh, but... but yeah so so one thing chris we did... your first comic con well it was and one thing i did learn is that you and i have about the same tolerance for being on our feet for like 10 hours <laughs> totally so this is so true if anybody, uh, if people could have seen the the after picture, which we never took of us, when every when the rest of the group that we were with was still touring around, and we were just crashed, leaned up against like a column. Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean that that is just like what it does to you, man. Like my 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 uh, wife was like just just a few moments ago before we started recording, she's like. Your feet kind of look swollen. Like your ankles don't look too good. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> you, you know, the aftermath of like being yeah. on my feet for hours upon hours and only getting a chance to really sit down. Once when we ate lunch and once when we decided to like, hey, screw that. We're just going to sit up on this uh, yes. on this pillar over here and get kicked by people walking by. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's uh, it was a long day, a tyranny, but a good day. Um, you know, we got to meet a lot of people got to give out a lot of stuff which was really exciting and we got to see a lot of cool stuff so yeah yeah so um yeah let's let's uh let's tackle i mean okay so let's give a quick little recap um of comic con so uh great opportunity for us to meet and greet some some folks get them you know hopefully if you guys are listening and you're new to this you met us at comic con welcome but yeah, great, great place for us to give out stickers, T-shirts, um, <laughs> uh, see some amazing cosplays. Because I have to say that uh, you know what, New York, you, you guys bring the thunder when it comes to cosplays. We we saw some amazing cosplay outfits, yes, some interesting mashups and takes like Doctor Strange, and uh, and hopefully um, before this episode drops or even when it drops, we'll be able to share some some interesting photos, or some fun photos of folks. Um, and for those of you that are on the Instagram or on the gram, uh, you can check us out there now because we, we just created an account. So we'll be posting some stuff there as well. Um, and you can check us check us out at the Fanboy Garage on Instagram. Yes. Uh, pictures of so yeah. us sleeping. Yeah. Okay. So where to, where to start for uh, Comic-Con? So there was a, a lot of cool stuff that happened. 
we'll get into the the, the bigger meatier stuff where we'll kind of uh, hash some things that we've seen. But uh, yeah, so there was a uh, a Bat- Batman animated 25th anniversary animated series. Batman Animated Series 25th Anniversary panel, which yep. um, I heard amazing things. They, um, you know, they had some some uh, some fan favorites uh, on the panel, including uh, Kevin Conroy and the Mark Hamill. That was cool. We didn't get a chance to see that because, unfortunately, it started at about the same time we were uh, being let into the building uh, at the Javits Center. Uh, yeah, that but- was kind of unusual timing. Yeah, that's kind of how they do things. You you had to basically get on one of two lines. You either had to get on the line to go to the Batman the Animated Series panel or to get into Comic-Con. Right, right. Yeah. Which usually is, like, hard for me because uh, I'm always dashing to get myself some Christmas ornaments from the Hallmark booth. Go figure. So, yeah, so we did that, and then we went on an interesting um, – an interesting goose hunt from the folks at Sideshow Collectibles who were giving away this really cool Infinity Gauntlet pin. So uh, we had to get our we had to get like some stamps from other booths. So we were running around like crazy people. I don't yeah. even understand what why we were doing that. For, <laughs> and you have to look back. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah we on. did scramble pretty quickly considering it was like the very beginning yeah. of the day. But you never know. Yeah. Yeah, so basically they you had to go around to like these like independent like toy dealers basically that I guess had an arrangement with Sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh they if you got 3 out of 7 stamps then you got this um like enamel Infinity Gauntlet pin with these like fake little gemstones in them which was a pretty cool pin actually. Yeah. It was wild. And jeez, what else did we uh Oh man! Okay, first. Oh, then there was a, that was a Daredevil uh, panel, but that was on Saturday. Well, that was an interesting. That's an also an interesting trailer. We should probably talk about that too. Yep. So, well, let's. I feel let's do it right now. So, Daredevil trailer released. I think it was the day before Comic Con. I think it, was, it may have been Thursday evening or Friday, but they showed off the season three trailer. Uh, lots of Wilson Fisk. A lot of black suited. If you guys recall season one of Matt Murdock as Daredevil, uh, he doesn't have the suit. And then there is somebody, an imposter, who's been running around in the Daredevil outfit. Uh, Wilson Fisk seems to be uh, looking to uh, tarnish the name of the devil of Hell's Kitchen. And that person is none other than Bullseye. Yes. Which is cool. It's very cool. And I, as much as I've cooled now... Lately on these uh, Netflix shows, these Marvel Netflix shows, uh, that this show, this Daredevil season, I'm very, very excited about because I just, I mean, the potential for this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. It looks really dark. The fact that uh, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio is back as as Wilson Fisk is is getting me all types of excited because, geez, he's so good. I mean, he, this guy was born to play Kingpin. Yeah. Um. And this seems like uh, now he's like full on kingpin. Yeah. You know, like this is just now it's just there's no more kind of origin deal. Right. It's right. Or that behind the scenes character. He's out front, out front and center. Uh, So that looks pretty dope. Um, I'm excited about that. And then um, let me see. What else can we get into from Friday, Saturday? Well, I think the, the thing for me. 
Uh, and JRB had asked, you know, what is some of the things that we saw that we're we're most excited about? Um, for me, you know, going to that DC section, I guess, for lack of a better term, they they had like an entire section. Oh uh, yeah, at yeah. Comic Con, and and a lot of it was based around DC Universe. But mm-hmm. what they had, which was taking everybody's attention, were uh, the costumes from Aquaman. Yeah, uh, they didn't have the Aquaman costume, but they did have a a giant um, Aquaman Lego display mm-hmm. statue, whatever. Uh, but they did, and the the Black Manta costume was the thing that I think a lot of people were talking about. I know when we first walked up to it, we were like, "Wow, that looks really cool," and mm-hmm. then everybody that was going up to it was like, "Oh my god, that looks so awesome!" Yeah. So. You know, and we talked to a couple of people that were there, and we were asking them about, you know, whether they they were going to go see Aquaman or Bumblebee, and they were all in on Aquaman. So, you know, that was generating a lot of buzz, at least in that area there uh, at Comic Con. A lot of people talking about the Black Manta costume, and and ironically, uh, later that day they wound up releasing that five minute extended trailer uh, for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Which got people buzzing even more. And so we didn't know that at the time, actually being at Comic Con, it wasn't until we left and went back on Twitter and realized that that had happened. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Uh, so, so going back to that costume real quick before we get into the uh, our trailer impressions for Aquaman. So not only did they have the Black Manta costume, but they had the mirror costume. Yep. And then they had um I don't even know uh, the king the king's uh, costume. I can I think that's who it was. I, I don't remember. I don't know who, who his name is. I, I know nothing of Aquaman to be honest with you. Like of characters. I just know Mira. <laughs> and Aquaman. Aqua bro. Yeah, that Black Manta costume. Yeah. It, it, that is it, it's like it's so comic book accurate that's kind of scary, but then you can kind of see glimpses of the tactical nature of the costume. You know, it looks it looks legit like it outside of the headpiece, which obviously looks a little, you know, manta-ish, like pre mantis kind of thing. Uh, it, the, the suit itself looked amazing. Yeah, uh, it looks really really cool. And the mirror costume is very bright and aqua green, vibrant. Like what you see on the screen, it's not like you know, it's not really enhanced. It is exactly that. We'll post some pictures. Uh, so you guys can check it out for yourselves. But that trailer, so you got the the extended version, right? I did, yeah. I I, I thought it was cool. You know, it uh, very. I think I think we're we're getting a little bit more on the story. I don't. I think the thing that it's kind of like in the back of my mind that's driving me a little nuts, of uh, obviously, is like where does this fit? Like is this is this post Justice League? Is this like before Justice League? Like is this not? Does this have nothing to do with Justice League? Um. Uh. So I don't I don't know, but uh, the idea of him, you know, hunting the, for the trident looks really cool, and it is an actual trident, like it's a three three pronged pitchfork. Uh, we do get a glimpse of him in the iconic orange and green costume which is pretty cool i think my one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is the cgi and i know that that that'll likely be tweaked i mean we're still you know maybe two months out but uh, the cgi looked a little wonky to me so i uh i really love this 
trailer, I officially got like really excited for Aquaman after this. So I was on board. You're anyway. always yeah. Excited. I was always on board. Well, I was always excited, but I, I like I said, I wasn't like you know losing sleep excited over it. And now I, I can't wait. I, I just love the the feel of this movie. I love the. I just feel like this is a movie that once that weekend comes, like right around Christmas, like I'm gonna be really really excited to get to the theater and experience that. It looks like a really fun action. I mean, a really fun adventure movie. I'm okay with the comedy, as we've discussed a lot on this podcast. I'm not one of those people that believes that, like, you know, we should be allergic to comedy in superhero movies. And if you saw Justice League, you would know that this is going to be that type of character, right? He's going to be like yeah. a wise ass. So I don't. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that that there's going to be at least an element of that, maybe in the beginning. Now I don't know how it's going to be as he evolves during the course mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, I love the fact that they're using the classic costume because again, you know, that's one of those things that they say would never work on film and you're going to get a realistic classic Aquaman costume and Black Manta costume in the same movie and they both nah. look really really cool. I actually didn't think the CGI looked as bad as like I saw a few people were like oh that CGI doesn't look great the CGI mm. didn't really bother me that much I mean yes it's I get it there's still time to improve it and right I'm assuming that will happen because you know we've said there have been other times where we've said oh the CGI looks like it's going to be a little weird and then when the movie comes out it's, it's yeah fine. it's amazing yeah so I don't really worry too much about that right. I find it hard to believe that with all the energy and the effort that they've put into this movie that they're going to allow like bad CGI to be a thing yeah uh, you know but uh, no I'm I'm pumped up for this and I, I'm pumped up for the idea that DC now is going to have you know, these standalone movies establishing these characters and just give us some good movies and let's see, you know, where they go from there. That's what yeah. I'm really excited about because that's, that's the direction that I always wanted them to go in with this. And, uh, you know, hopefully now they'll they'll be able to do that. Yeah. That, I mean, that rooftop scene, that rooftop chasing looked phenomenal. It's yeah. Definitely looked like a very exciting uh, action segment. I'm kind of bummed that they showed it off already because that just – Ah, oh, people would get all types of hype for it if they were in the theater, but I get it. You know, I want to give someone some people to some things to snack on and kind of chew on that. And I hope that's not, uh, you know, a major a major piece. I hope we get more a lot more of that in the film. Um, we did ask some people while we were there at Comic Con if they were really excited about it, and they they definitely were. Um, you know, of course, where we were asking them these questions was in front of the Aquaman costume, so. You know, if you're standing in front of a Black Manta costume and, uh, and taking pictures around a Lego Aquaman, I'm. I hope you'd be excited for Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, obviously. But, yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's, and it's, it's funny, there weren't questions. a lot of. You didn't really see there wasn't a Transformers presence or a Bumblebee presence. In the no, sense surprisingly, that, there wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah. A good point. And you know, you didn't see any T-shirts. You didn't really see a lot of. So it was. This was very much. Um, and maybe that says something. I don't know. If it does, but um, maybe that says something as to what's really going to happen that weekend. I, I mean, uh, you saw the gigantic Bumblebee, right? Yes. Well, aside from the cos or whatever that was, the the yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently that was some something like 
I'm don't sure know it, it was. I mean, because that I, was a uh, that wasn't just like somebody that showed up yeah, on their yeah. own. Like that was a like some type of a um, that was an arranged like thing. Costume, yeah, yeah, something came. I, in. I mean, although there was a dude in the Hulkbuster costume that I saw a couple years back, and that was legit. Right. Well, who knows? I, whatever. It could have been could have been Adam Savage. I, I don't know in the uh, Bumblebee costume. Who knows? Uh, but no, no, it's a it's a very good point. Um, Bumblebee was noticeably quiet. Yes. And um, and and the thing is too, you know, DC has uh, has had that spot at the Javits Center for many many years. You know, uh, celebrating everything from Justice League to BVS to you know Superman seventy fifth to Batman seventy fifth and Wonder Woman seventy fifth and all that stuff. So. Uh, they had they had to kind of they had they kind of had to show you know some Aquaman stuff there so th- that was pretty cool though that was really cool. Okay, should we get into the thing that I saw? Yes, we definitely should. You saw uh, on Saturday something that I did not get Saturday. to see. So yeah, so Saturday I had the distinct pleasure of going over to the Hulu theater and checking out. Um, the first 35 minutes of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, so before I get into the footage, I'll give you a little sense of what the whole thing was about, uh, the segment, and, and then I'll talk about the footage. So while we were there, our uh, Lord and Miller, famous Lord and Miller, graced the stage. Uh, and they kind of talk about, you know, hey, we wanted to show you guys some stuff, but we can't show you just like five minutes because there's a lot. To go, you know, you guys for, to chew on all this other stuff. Uh, do you guys want to see the first 35 minutes of Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, despite the fact that some of the animation is not complete? Of course, I mean, there's a crowd of like 5,000 people. They like lost their minds. I don't know if it's 5,000. I might just be exaggerating. But anyways, we, I mean, fans legitimately packed the Hulu theater. Complete, completely packed the Hulu theater. So, of course, they acquiesce everybody and um, and show the footage. And let me tell you, the first thing that came out of my mouth when I saw this was that it would be Oscar worthy. Like, and what I mean by that is like, if this does, if this film doesn't like win like best animated feature at the Oscars, like, I don't know what will. To be honest with you, because what the what you've seen in the trailers thus far does not do the animation any justice. There is some amazing stuff happening on that screen um, that um, I guarantee you've never seen before. I guarantee you've never seen it before. It is like a push, uh, a strong push, uh, pushing the boundaries and pushing the envelope of like what our expectations are from an animation perspective. And um it's just brilliant. It, it 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 is literally a comic book coming to life uh, in front of you. Um, so uh, some really really cool stuff there. The story is there. It's very funny. Um, Miles Morales is like front and center. Of course, it's his story, but it's a very um, coming of age uh, piece. So the one thing I kept on thinking about when I was seeing it was. Um, the things that I loved about uh, was what was his name? Uh, Mark Webb. Mark Webb's uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Um, in the first two movies was the sort of awkwardness of Peter Parker and that chemistry he had with him with Gwen Stacy. So if that is very much part of the story here, it's more of like 
Miles growing up a little bit and kind of, you know, uh, maturing in a way. Um, and there's a lot of really cool. I'm not going to spoil any of the footage for you guys because, um, you know, there's. I was promised. I promised <laughs> not to do it. Um, and, and it would be a disservice to you guys, but I, I will, you know, you guys can trust me and I will tell you that if you go see that movie, um, uh, just before, just before Christmas, uh, really, uh, you will be pleasantly surprised. It literally knocked my socks off. And this was a film that I was like going to see anyways, I think, I think, um, I was excited about it, but then all of a sudden it was like, boop. I'm definitely seeing this movie. This and even the like, who cares? I've already seen the first 35 minutes of the film. I will pay to see this movie because it's going to be that good. Everything that you want and need from a Spider-Man film is in that and more. Like, and I've only and I only, again, I've only caught the first 35 minutes, but there's some really cool stuff that happens in there. Um, obviously, the Kingpin is in it. Uh, Peter Parker's in it. Spider Pig is in it. Spider Ham. Noir. Or Spider Ham, right? Gwen Stacy, Spider Person. I don't know what she calls herself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's dope. It is so dope. Um, and I and and it, if they, I think I hope they're releasing it in 3D. I don't really know, but if they do, it's going to probably yeah. be the best 3D film you've ever seen. I haven't seen um, anything about it being in 3D. Uh, it doesn't mean it won't be, but. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I saw, I mean, seeing the trailer, I, I thought it looked really cool. It's not exactly what I expected it to be. I, I thought it was going to be, and maybe it will be, more of a like a Miles Morales story. And yeah. I guess to a point it is, but it, it seems like it's really much more of a, like a team-up movie. You know, where it's just all these characters are going to be involved, and, and he's the star of it, but there's a lot of like everybody else in there as well. Mm-hmm. And it definitely mm-hmm. has that Lord and Miller feel. Oh, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, they didn't they produced it, and they were front and center. I mean, they they were kind of outshining the directors of the film, to be honest with you. Um, and the and the guy that the guy that plays I forgot his name already. The guy that voices uh, Miles Morales is, is is great. Um, in fact, uh, he was uh, on their short list to play Lando Cal- Calrissian uh, when they were doing Solo. So, so they brought him along for the ride and, uh, you know, the, the, it's just, I have nothing but great things to say about it. I I'm, I'm positive. It's not going to disappoint anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it depends, I guess, on what your expectations were, but yeah, I think it looks really cool. What do you mean? It depends on what your expectations are. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, you said that you're positive. It won't disappoint anybody. I mean, I guess it kind of depends uh, on what the individual was uh, thinking. You're gonna love it. Everyone's gonna love it. This movie's gonna be awesome. I I agree. I mean, I'm I'm in. But I mean, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, because at the end of the day, like for me, I I mean, I guarantee you, no one has ever seen anything like this before. Nothing. So when that, and that, just in that with that little nugget, um, right. it'll blow your mind. It'll, it'll it'll literally blow your mind. I mean, I literally. I mean, of course, I'm in there with Spider-Man fans. I'm sitting next to a girl who's dressed up as Pajama Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, but like the whole place lost their minds. So, yeah, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Cool. And and I'll and, you know I'm not sure. I don't even remember what the the distance is in terms of when that movie's being released 
from that December 21st time period. But if it does like really well, that might also be another contender just stealing, you know, cause it's going to, I think it probably comes out three weeks, maybe three. I would say three, like right after, is it like Thanksgiving or right after? Um, it comes out December 14th. So the week before, Holy cow, dude, honestly, I, I have no words for this anymore because it, oh, wow. December 14th. Yes. Damn, man. And nobody's talking about that one. Everyone's talking about December 21st. Yeah, because oh, I don't my God, know. That's crazy. I, I don't know if people are underestimating this or just don't know where to place it because it's an animated thing and people are just maybe writing it off a little. And when I say people, I mean like just kind of mainstream are writing this off as not something that's going to be like a big blockbuster that people are going to flock to, which I don't necessarily think is the case but yeah <clears throat> i think that people are are kind of underestimating this movie because of the fact that in some people's minds spider-man is in the mcu now right so the spider-man movies that that they think count are those movies and this is just like a cute little little side thing nah, um, man. but yeah i mean you don't know i mean we've seen look in the past we've seen not so much with superhero animation and, and like genre animation, but we've seen animated movies be huge, right? So that's we know that that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, it's just where does this does this thing become like a Lego movie? I, I yeah, I don't I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I think I think if they turn up the, that marketing stuff, if they the marketing stuff, they turn up that marketing engine, uh, this could very well give. All of those other movies, Aquaman included, Bumblebee included, uh, run for their money. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not joking, because it's it's really really good stuff. So, whew, man, that's exciting. It's actually really exciting. I, I like. Can we fast forward? Can we just like? You ready? Time you jump go right to December. You know? Can we go 88 miles per hour in our DeLoreans and get there already? Just want to see what happens. Ooh, it's going to be exciting. All right. Anyways. All right. So, gosh, what else can we talk about Comic-Con? Well, I mean, that was the most, that was pretty much the, the stuff that really, I mean, other than like little things like that amazing uh, Batman rogues gallery statue that we saw that everybody was talking oh, about that man. was $3,000 and we uh, all wanted cheap. to own. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, caught, caught everybody off guard stuff. but there wasn't really a lot as far as um and, and i guess because friday when we were there we were doing a lot of like walking around and promotion not going to a lot of like panels and stuff so if you're just kind of walking the floor it's um there wasn't a lot of things that were really getting big buzz there was a really cool glass section display where they mm -hmm. set up like a faux comic book store to look like the one in um in unbreakable that was cool but there wasn't really much to it like it was just you just kind of walked around and said oh okay. yeah it's it's a shame too because they're, they're releasing the new glass trailer i think thursday sometime this week uh there's a new glass trailer. did you catch that did you know that mm -hmm. i didn't know yeah new new uh glass trailer dropping this week so it's it's surprising that they waited a week they could have really captured that 
Um, there were other booths and stuff too. There was a Star Wars Resistance booth that we completely missed, and I even missed it on my second day. So because I was waiting for Alex Ross to sign some stuff for me, <laughs> which I still didn't get him. Well, no, my, my buddy has got helped me out and get him, got him to sign some stuff for me, but I ran out of time. But yeah, no, no. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff. It's just the thing is, you know, with two people, we're out here promoting the show. Um, it's it's really, really, really hard for us to get to everything, um, even to get to a small fraction of stuff because, you know, panels are running concurrently with one another. Some of them are offsite. There's signings and all of that stuff going on. So, you know, next year, who knows? Maybe the Fanboy Garage will go with a team of people and we can divide and conquer and, and do like a, a round robin on all the things that we've seen. Yeah, and, and I think definitely the would be to, to be able to go to as many days as possible. So, you know, sure. you can break things up and do some promotion one day and, and then actually go to some panels and stuff the other days and just plan things out. It's uh, It's very big. There's a lot to take in, but at the same time, like, it's not that big. Because, like, yeah. in my mind, like, I can still picture, like, everything that was there. And I can see how you could definitely hit a lot of different things. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just all broken up into sections. You got your artist alley downstairs. You got your autographs and your pictures and all that with the celebrities downstairs. And uh, upstairs, you know, there's a whole bunch of booths and news and stuff like that. There's also panels on this stage and that stage. And, 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 and lots of collectibles and comics and all that stuff so anyways uh i had a blast i hope you had a blast um you know i hope that the the folks that uh that got a, got a chance to meet and greet us um i hope you all like us I'm sorry about the side comments <laughs> when i was handing out stickers uh shout out to jim lee caught you off guard thanks for taking a uh, fanboy garage sticker man I know you're not listening, but you're cool as hell. Yeah, so that was – we're, we're handing out stickers uh, in like the kind of a food court type area, for lack of a better term. And we're just handing out stickers to people, and all of a sudden I had gone to one side of the floor, and Aaron was over at the other side of the floor. And I get back, and Aaron's like, I just handed a sticker to Jim Lee. I'm like, what? He's yeah. like, yeah, Jim Lee just walked by. Nobody really, I guess, recognized him, and he, he – Aaron recognized him. Yeah. He was like, hey, Jim, here's a sticker. We got this podcast. And he yeah. actually took it and then ran, but he took it. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, that was like one of the highlights, one of the highlights of uh, of the day. Also, just randomly bumping into Jerry the King Lawler out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally bumping in. Like, like, oh, yeah, we like, turned around. Physically bumping into the Yeah. Man. Aaron's like, hey, that's Jerry the King Lawler. I said, what? And I turned around and almost like, just bumped him yeah uh, and, and of course we had a great missed opportunity because we were like hey jerry and he was like hey and we had microphones in our hands and just didn't think to even try to ambush yeah. him but we got what are you gonna struck. do yeah we got starstruck yeah but cool all right let's switch some gears let's uh let's get into some of the other stuff that you uh yes saw so i saw venom this weekend dum, dum, dum. i was not planning on going to see Venom this weekend to be honest with you but after all of the talk both positive and negative about this movie I was like you know what I had some free time early Sunday morning I was like I I need to experience this for myself 
Mm-hmm. And it is quite the experience. I will say that. Oh, boy. Okay. So here is a movie that I just don't know where to slot it. I didn't love this movie. I didn't hate this movie. And I'm not indifferent towards this movie. You said you're not indifferent? I'm not. I just don't. Yeah. I'm none of those things. I don't hate this movie. I don't love it. And I'm not indifferent. So then what the hell are you, Chris? So I, I don't know. So I. This movie. Man. So I will agree, and I don't really want to sound like everybody else that's kind of spoken about it, but it's hard to not think this. Like, it's not a good movie, but it's in the sense that it is underwritten. The characters are underdeveloped. Mm. There are, th- And I don't even know if I want to say underwritten, because I, I don't know, like, it's possible that the screenplay was hacked up and things were cut, but at least what's on the screen is underwritten. Especially in the beginning, like things happen just very quickly. Like they just run through like a whole bunch of things without any weight to them or or really any background just because they they're trying to get to from point A to point B. Right. And so everything happening around Eddie Brock and Venom is not really that exciting. It's and, and it's pretty poor, actually. You know, you got an underdeveloped villain whose motivations are whatever. You got a really underdeveloped kind of love story, uh, which doesn't really hold up because of the the fact that it is rushed and underdeveloped. But the stuff that's happening with, with Tom Hardy, his Eddie Brock, and the Venom stuff is fascinating. And it's really... I actually thought it was really good. Like, it, it becomes this... Almost like a buddy comedy. Like, imagine, let's just say for a second that, like, the symbiote did not merge with Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. Right? And it, it was Eddie Brock befriends, like, an aggressive, violent alien that lives off of human organisms. Like a standalone alien. And they just were going around together in, like, a fish-out-of-water kind of buddy story where they each try to show each other like, the best sides of themselves. Like, that's what this movie becomes at some point. Mm. And it's really cool. Like Tom Hardy's giving his all. Like once you get past his, the voice, like he's doing this. I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like a New York accent. It's a little weird at first, but you, I got past it really quickly. So you're um, saying it's not good? What the accent? Yeah. It's not that it's not good. It's just that it's it's it. You don't. It's not how I'm. I don't hear him speak like that. Right. So it's like all of a sudden. But then you kind of get it. Like it's like okay, it it works especially as he starts to become a little bit more like neurotic and stuff. And he's really good. And he's giving his all in this. Like he definitely was all in on this movie. Like he wasn't mailing it in. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, Screenwriters and director might've been mailing it in, but he certainly isn't mailing it in. And he just believes in this thing. So that stuff is really cool. Um, The action is good. So it's just a, I didn't I, like. I will rewatch this movie. Wow, you know, but I can definitely see not in the theaters. I mean, I'll. It's not like a movie that I'm going to avoid for the rest of my life, right? So I think that I can clearly see where the disconnect is, though, between like the audience and the critics. Because if you're a, a professional movie critic, there is no way that you're going to be able to avoid like not criticizing the screenplay you know, the characters and all of that stuff. Like it's, it's just because you're, you wouldn't be doing your job right as a professional critic if you did, 
But as an audience member, you don't necessarily care about that stuff. If you're just looking to get kind of plugged in and have fun, because this movie doesn't drag. It's never boring. Uh, It moves by very briskly. So, like, if you're just looking for, like, a fun, you know, time, then I could see where you could get into this thing. Mm. Uh, Now, I think it actually could have benefited from additional, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Because if you put some character development there, build up like the love story a little bit more, build up the villain more, uh, show some of the stuff that seems like it might have been cut, uh, then I think you have a better movie around what's going on with Eddie Brock and Venom. But I mean, I left that theater and and I think a lot of people have heard about the tease, like in the post credit scene for the sequel. Uh, I hope that that happens. Mm. And I hope it happens in the hands of a maybe a different director, a different writing team, um, because I think there's potential here. Now, what's fascinating to me with this is, you know, I I thought this was going to be kind of like a dark villain sort of anti-hero movie. And that's where the like the oh, but there's not going to be Spider-Man in it thing came in. But this movie is not dark. It's actually quite campy. And mm. I think that. What a lot of people are calling unintentional humor, I don't know how unintentional a lot of that was, to be honest with you. It's also not a villain story at all. Like, Venom is very much, this is a superhero origin story. Okay. So there's really not a lot of, like, anti-hero villain elements to this. Like, he's pretty much a hero in this movie from the beginning. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the character inherently is, you know, aggressive and violent. But, like, there's really no point where is Venom, like, the bad guy in this thing. Or a okay. bad guy. So, that Except was for what, the fact that he's, like, eating people, but they're all villains, I'm assuming? Well, you'll, yeah, I mean, you'll, yeah, kind of. I mean, there, there's, like I said, I mean, it is aggressive, but that's where that whole buddy element comes into play. And the mm-hmm. interplay between Eddie Brock and Venom all works. So it, that surprised me. The fact that it was campier than I thought it was going to be and the fact that it's not so much an anti-hero story and it's not that dark, that all completely caught me off guard. So, yeah, I mean, and, and made a ton of money, right? So it made $80 million this weekend at the box office, which far exceeded the original projections uh, and even exceeded the the projections after the Friday numbers came out. So it looks like now we don't know what's going to happen weekend two, but I mean, it looks like they have a hit on their hands. And I definitely think that this is because of Tom Hardy uh, and because of what he seems to be putting into this. And uh, I think that they have something here mm. and it's going to, I'm really kind of just interested to see. Now I, I will say I watching this movie, my first thought when it ended was, well, Aaron is going to hate this movie. (laughs) Why? I just don't, I don't know. I just a hunch because I I think that some of the things that, you know what, in a a weird way, it reminds me of Justice League. Okay, good. I was going to say, if you say like Suicide Squad. No, it didn't really remind me of Suicide. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of those comparisons that, that didn't do Justice League in the sense that like when we left the theater, after Justice League, like I was much more forgiving of that movie's flaws mm-hmm. than you were. So okay. I yeah, feel like I was if on fire about yeah, that. I feel now there's not the connection to this that you would have to like Justice League, which I think felt fed into some of that. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like if we were watching this movie together and we left the theater, like I, I just felt like you would probably be less forgiving 
uh, of some of the flaws of the movie than I would be, than I was. And and I don't even know that I'm forgiving of them. I'm, I'm clearly aware of them, and I'm admitting that they're there. I just, it didn't, and maybe because I had no expectations for this thing, but it didn't take me out of the movie that much. Um, so it, it's it's just this weird movie that exists where the central part of it, which is the Eddie Brock Venom relationship, is really, really cool. Right. It's just that a lot of the other stuff isn't. And it's so I, that's why it's a hard movie to really place for me. Like, I'm not sure what my reaction truly is other than just saying, like, wow, that was an experience. So people have gone, like, you know, egregiously comparing it to Catwoman. Uh, what comic, other comic book movie would you compare this, compare Venom to? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean... Ben Affleck, Daredevil? No, no, it's different than that. Um, Ghost Rider? Because Ben Affleck's Daredevil was taking itself very seriously. Mm-hmm. No, not Ghost Rider either. See, the thing is, like, those are bad movies, right? <laughs> so it's like you could. I've seen people say Fantastic Four, like the the, oh, the, the recent one. Ones? No, no, the recent the Josh, oh, the Trank, Josh one. Trank one. And I mean, I saw that. I actually turned that off. Like I, I, I couldn't even get through that. So it, the the one thing that those movies didn't have that this movie does have is a really good performance by the lead. Mm. Oh, you know what? Somebody said to me it reminded them of Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know what? That did pop into my mind when I was watching it. I okay. I actually sat there for a brief moment. I was like, this is kind of like that. Mm. Um, and, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 is actually a movie that I enjoy more than most people. Yeah. Okay. I've only seen it once. I've, I've tried to see it again. Yeah, because I thought that I they were effective things. And again, it, I guess it's a similar thing. Like, I thought that there were effective things in that movie. Now, the whole movie right. is not fantastic. But there right. were, and like, some of the stuff isn't very good. But there were some effective things in it. The Gwen Stacy, um, Peter Parker stuff. Uh, Andrew Garfield as Parker and Gwen, and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. But even then, it's not that either. <laughs> I just say I think this is a movie that everybody should just go see and experience for themselves because I, I really feel like this almost more so than any movie that I can remember as far as this type of movie in recent memory is like a, a really is going to be up to the individual and your mood that day and what you're bringing into it and what you took out of it because it, it's not even like a leave your brain at the door type of thing or a so bad it's good type of thing. It really just is its own thing and um i could probably talk to 10 different people about this movie and we may all have things we might agree on chunks of it but our actual emotion and feeling about it might completely be different so yeah so venom though is um i i definitely think you should people should go see it especially if you're a tom hardy fan i think it's worth that and just let me know if you do see it. Do you are you actually more excited for the sequel than you are about seeing this movie again? Because I have a feeling that that might be the case too with a lot of people. Oh, uh, to see the sequel? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Is it too early to talk about that? Yeah, um, I would say yeah. let's let's give folks a little bit of time. Yeah. So, you know. So, but anyway, there's a really cool tease for what I would assume is it's either 
it's either a tease for the sequel or it's just a really cool post credits moment. Um, I would like to think it's a tease for a sequel, but I- I'm I'm looking forward to it. I will be there opening weekend if Venom Two or whatever it's going to be comes out. Even though I don't know what to do with this movie, and that's why that's why I think it's so hard for me to wrap my head around it because. You know, usually I just have an opinion on something. It's good, bad, or otherwise. And I either, even if I mildly enjoyed a movie, I may not want to see another one. But this one, I I want to see the sequel more than I, I actually want to watch this movie again. Even though I will watch it again. All right. Cool. And I am i don't know if I'm going to see it. <laughs> you got to see it. Just I, I you got. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily need to see it like in the theater, but you do want to see this thing just because I, I, I would. I, we have to talk about this. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And there's there's like no wiggle room. Uh, well, you know, I'll say we'll save this for later. When when we can start talking spoilers because I'm, it's not like I'm gonna get spoiled. So, well, but for everybody else that hasn't seen it, we won't go into that yet. I have a whole bunch of questions that I will hold till next week. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, should we get into some questions? Yeah, let's do that. So, what do we you know, I'm going to take uh, uh, Davos first? Yeah, let's do that one first. Okay, so our good buddy, Davo Borrego, asks us, I don't know, remember if you guys answered this before, but here it goes. Is there a movie that you would like to get a TV series, much like Cobra Kai did for The Karate Kid? For me, I always saw potential in a Last Starfighter TV series. That's a good question, and I like his idea of the of the last Starfighter. I, I love that movie. I think that that's like such an underrated movie. I think the movie is a little bit ahead of its time to a certain degree, and there were rumors that it was going to get remade, uh, like last year actually. But let me, let me see a TV series. Well, I guess it depends on what we're talking. So, like, are we talking about like what Cobra Kai did, where you're bringing like the original cast yeah, back original years cast later, back. or are we just talking about like making well, a TV series based on like a, a like an old property, like so, an property? No, I mean that. I, I mean, I think it could be a bit of both. Uh, the Last Starfighter kind of left things open ended, right? He became you know part of the right. Star- Whatever it's called, Star Starfleet. I don't know, maybe. Um, so you know, it'd be interesting to see where he ended up, right? Maybe. Sure. But uh, let me think. I mean, there's stuff like like I would like to see like a Monster Squad TV show, but I don't know uh, that I would do it with like if I want to see like kids. them as adults now. <laughs> no. uh, that would be weird. That's a good one too. What about the Princess Bride? What are we doing with it, though? I don't. I don't know. You know what? Actually, you know what would have been a good show? A never-ending story show. Okay. A lot of myth- mythology and all of that stuff created, and it, they kind of left it open where he was able to bring characters into his world, right? Right. So, yeah, I feel like they may have made that into a show. Actually, I'm thinking about it. it may have been a cartoon show. Mm. Cartoon series. They did it with Teen Wolf. They did do that, but that I, there was a I lot. Of, well, there were there have been a lot of uh, cartoon series based on movies that yeah didn't necessarily last very long. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there were other. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't. Rob, I mean, Robocop got turned into a TV series. Yep. Not a, a, a not very good one. No. Um, but they didn't. You know, they didn't use the same actors, did they? No, I, I think. They, maybe they did. Robert from the John Robocop Burke. 3. Yeah, I was gonna say Robert John Burke, who played the character in the third one, I believe, did the show. Yeah. Which yeah, they have right. then edited now uh, into basically like these little like TV movies. They've edited episodes together. Right. And made these like TV movies out of them because they don't ever show them as like a series. I yeah, mean, I'm, Alien I'm... Nation got a TV show that was not that bad, actually. Right. Um. So, I yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of we've we've seen a lot of that over the years. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Karate Kid one was uh, sort of lightning in a bottle to a certain degree. I, I do, too. I think it was the perfect the perfect subject matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that, that was like the perfect storm. Everything really came together, and what what you thought was basically a, a, a like a parody trailer when I first saw it, like or a commercial for like an insurance company or something, turned out that it was actually going to be a, an actual series, and it was a really good series. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Cobra Kai is a, I think a unique, um holds a unique place and I don't know that you could do that with a lot of other movies. Um but uh but yeah, it's definitely something yeah. to think about though. Cool. So, yeah. you know, Ron uh, Ron Diesel, he has something relating to um to the Venom stuff. So, he said with the success of Venom, uh is the studio thinking that what worked the first time will work again for the sequel, and can the audience be forgiven if the flaws from the first movie appears again in the sequel? So basically, like, because the movie's been successful so far, is it like is Sony just going to say, "Hey, well, we don't need to change anything. Let's just go back to the, you know, the." Uh, I mean, I would pump the brakes on all that stuff. Let's see how it does on its second and third week. Right. Um. But I guess it's a low budget film. Well, they right? uh, the re- budget now that Box Office Mojo has is a hundred million. So essentially, oh, the so movie cool. made two hundred five million worldwide, worldwide in its opening weekend. So it's going to be a profitable movie. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that they're not going to go. Oh yeah, you know, mistakes worked for the first movie. Let's uh, because I don't think it was a critical success, and that. I would hope that they'd want to like outdo themselves. Yeah, I mean, I would think that because my, like I said earlier, my reaction is I, I'd like to see the sequel, but I, I needs to maybe a different director and different writing team. Because um, mm. I'd like there is a lot of room for improvement, so I, mm. I would be really disappointed if like they just gave us another one of these movies. Like I, I'm, I wasn't that enamored with it, where I just wanna, right. like where it becomes like the Transformers, where it's just like just crank out a you know, whatever movie just to get some product out there because people are going to go. I don't know that the brand is that strong. Um, I think it's strong enough for the novelty the first time, but I think they're going to need to deliver the second time. Mm -hmm. And so that's, so hopefully they don't take that, that mentality. Yeah. So Mm. uh, Nathan Odinson he says you get the power to become completely invisible. Who is the first person you go spy on? <laughs> and we're not allowed to say we would never do that. That's so funny. And, uh, well, I mean, for me, it's easy. I mean, if I, if I could get the power to become invisible, uh, I'm going to the white house. 
<laughs> I don't think it doesn't even matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on. I think there's just a lot of fascinating things to be looking into there. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm so. sure. Oh man. I, I had like, I actually had like an innocent, an innocent answer and it's like a legit one, but it, and I don't, I, I can't like, I can't outdo what you just said. And I, and I think if I give my answer, people are going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But it, it was like my kid. Like I'd like to just watch what she does when we're not around. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's exactly that's totally where my head went. I was like, oh, you know, I'd like to see what she how she plays with other kids and all that other stuff. Hmm. So so cheesy. <laughs> it really is. I don't, I don't really care about seeing anybody naked because that's what the fabbing was for. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm going to hell for that one. <laughs> um, well, Nate, you didn't want the PC answers. So Aaron went from yeah, I mean, there you go. watching I his the kid line. to the fappening. There we go. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Yes, Ron Diesel uh, <laughs> also asked. Ron Diesel said, knows what I'm talking about. He said this is related to the second Aquaman trailer. Given what we've seen so far from the trailer's what do we think the criticisms for Aquaman are going to be based on the first two trailers? That is a really interesting question. Oh, yeah. And it's sad that we actually have to ask that question now. That we're like, now we start anticipating what the criticisms of movies are going to be. Which makes you yeah. really step back. When I saw that question, I actually had to like step back and was like, wow, we're really at this point now. But... I mean, I try not to really think about that. And I know that that sounds, maybe that sounds kind of cheesy or whatever. But like when I'm watching a trailer, I'm, I'm really just watching it for my reaction. Like yes, what is hey. my experience with it? I'm not overly concerned with, um, you know, what other people are, are going to say about it. I mean, sometimes it'll, you know, something like that will pop in my mind. I'll be like, oh, people may not be too crazy about that or whatever. But overall, I'm really watching them for, for my experiences. I mean, as far as what I think criticisms might be, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's no way to tell. I, I tend to not think about that type of stuff until I've seen the movie itself yeah. for myself. And then yeah. I'll be like, if I haven't really read the reviews yet or, or seen any of the advanced hype for it yet, I might be like, okay... I think people might have an issue with this or this, but I don't know if I do that based on trailers. I would hope, though, that any criticism, if there is some, which I'm sure there will be, is based on the actual, like, what's on the screen and not on anything as far as, like, who made it, who directed it, who didn't direct it, or, right. you know, what studio it's affiliated with or any of that type of stuff. Right, right. I mean... <sighs> Uh, that is it's a loaded it's a loaded question for sure um and you know you think about it and i'm i'm in the same i'm in the same boat like i i don't want to pass judgment on anything especially dc films at this stage because i totally understand what they're trying to do um and i don't think it's fair to pass judgment on on something like that um, given only that we've probably only seen seven minutes of a film, much of which was like similar footage anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there were bits and pieces of each, uh, in both trailers. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if, if I think about it from a Marvel perspective, right? <clears throat> I mean, most people go back to the same criticisms of those films. Oh, the villain's going to be weak AF or like it's going to be cookie cutter. It's going to be same Z, all that stuff. DC's got a different slate, you know? Uh, they have a clean clean slate because they are essentially starting from the beginning, so it's kind of it's kind of hard um, to, to kind of call that stuff out. So, I mean, uh, if I were to take just a wild stab, it'd probably be like lazy writing for the one liners because I didn't I actually didn't find the one liners to be that funny, but. Again, just... I'm only being treated to like a small – if like the whole movie is like that, that that could be a problem for me. But uh, for the time being, I'm you know, I'm only going to judge it based on what I've seen in the trailer, which isn't really fair, like I said. Yeah, and I, who knows how many of those one-liners are actually going to be in the movie. All right, right. Because in my, in my opinion, I mean the thing that worked the most in Justice League was that whole – you know, one uh, Aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth. Um, that was yeah, hilarious. That was fantastic. Probably one of the best well-written scenes in the entire franchise of the yes. DCU. So, um, if we get some more of that, I'd I'd be like, put that. I'll put all it all. Put it all on my plate. This is buffet style. I'll eat that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, who knows what it's going to be? I I can't really can't really say at the moment. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think that's pretty much it for for this week. Um, cool. I'll probably do some plugs now. Uh, of course, uh, as always, you can go to thefanboygarage.com, check out the episode archive, buy some merch, the merch store, shop on Amazon using the Amazon Associates link, and uh, also send us an email if you're not on Twitter. Or if you just want to send us an email, uh, mm-hmm. you can send us an email directly through the website there at the Contact the Show button. Of course, we want you to join the conversation. You hear us answer questions every week, and we interact with everybody throughout the week as well. We want as many people as possible to join in on the conversation. And uh, you can do that uh, by tweeting me at RealCLMighty. You can tweet me at Starting Sith, and of course you can tweet the show at the Fanboy Garage on Twitter. And now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you can check us out on Instagram, where we'll be sharing pictures and all types of pictures. And because it's Instagram, so there'll be lots of pictures and maybe some video. Um, <laughs> but if, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you really enjoy looking at pictures please get at us at the fanboy garage on instagram and of course now that comic con is out of the way the next thing that we're focused on is october 27th the halloween watch party here in new york uh where we go to see the new halloween movie and then i'm excited about that i am very excited about that and we have the after party as well at blackthorn 51 in elmhurst queens Afterward, where uh, Mario Francisco Robles' band, The Boom Section, will be playing their first show in a couple of years. So, um, so you know, everyone in the New York area, come join us for that as well. And we may be recording some stuff uh, for the podcast that night, yeah, too. Yeah, we, so. we should. We should. Yes. Because that movie's going to be off the chain. It already looks so good. I just hope I'm not disappointed. 
uh, yeah, I hope I'm not disappointed. And I know that uh, like the hype meter is going like through the roof at the moment. And I know that we already did the plugs and everything, but just now that you mention it, um, I did read something the other day that uh, they are already planning on the next movie, and they've already hired an unnamed writer or writers to start working on it. And the the hope is that they can get it out by next October. Oh, uh, here we go. Worries like, yep. me a little bit. Like, I'm getting saw Halloween. the saw franchise is now out of the picture. So insert you know yeah. horror film B. I'm getting like Halloween four to five flashbacks now. It was That's the same cool. scenario that happened there. Although Blumhouse. I want to give them a little bit of credit and hope that they they can do the right thing with it. But it's weird that it doesn't seem like David Gordon Green or Danny McBride are are attached to this yet anyway. So who knows? I guess money will talk if if the box office lights it up. It might be hard for them to not go back to them, but you never know. Maybe they are already booked for next year and they want this movie to come out anyway. So they've gone to go in a different direction. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, well, we'll see. Let's just get to this movie first and Amen. worry about the sequel later. But uh, yeah, but I'm very excited for that. So everyone, come out for that, and uh, I guess we'll talk to everybody next time. All right, guys, later's. 